Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we are continuing our Hexed adventure. This episode is a little late because I spent this last weekend at Big Bad Con, and I actually got a chance to hang out with the designer of Hexed, Sharung. <laughs> and he politely pointed out that I mispronounced his name, giving it an overly American A in the first episode. Apologies to Sharong, and thank you so much for designing this game. We're going to get right to that in a minute, but first I want to remind everyone that my new book, The Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide, is out now. Folks, if you like the games that we do here at OneShot and you want that more narrative style on your table at home, it's definitely something you should pick up. In it, I tried to distill an explanation of how I approach games, in the hopes that it will help other people develop their own personal styles. I break down the dynamics at the table, give you advice and tools on how to capitalize on those dynamics, and exercises that you can use to practice on your own. Right now, the Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide is available wherever books are sold. If you'd like to pick it up online, you can head to bit.ly slash RPG Gameplay for a full list of the different sites where you can find it, or you can head to your favorite brick-and-mortar store and ask for it by name. Also, to everyone who's already picked up their copy, I would really appreciate it if you left us a review on Amazon or Goodreads. Those two sites are incredibly important platforms for newish authors like myself, and they'll make a huge difference in the book's success. The publisher tells me if I can get 25 reviews in the first month, I'll be in a really good position. But I'm hoping to get 69 reviews at least overall, because I would like my book to be nice. I really appreciate anyone who takes the time to do that. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. Well, that's like not a big deal, is it? I mean, we're not going to be able to sell those, so it's like kind of a big deal. No, I mean, like, that's one of the students, right? We can just go get more. Hang on, I actually know where that person is. There's a little card catalog that this ghost, like, uh, flips through, and a card, like, sort of invisibly, like, makes its way over to you as the ghost reappears. Okay, Iroh lives in the fourth tower over by, like, the western section of the wizard tower. They should be up at this time. They're, like, kind of always up a little bit late. You should just go ask and, and see if we can get uh, any replacements. She, like, looks around and puts a gold coin in your hand. I'll pay for any paper that needs to be covered. We all make mistakes. She she says that as uh, she turns and, like, floats back. And I think her floating back goes through a display case and ectoplasm gets all over the display. <laughs> Ellery looks around. I, I think that the money was passed when when Bog was turned around and scurries away. Okay, so we're heading back to the tower. I mean, they gave you instructions of where it was, so you you can get there pretty easily. Um, what is Ellery's emotional state knowing that she's about to meet Iro? Complicated. Ooh. Uh, I think. Ellery has identified so heavily with the poetry in Irozines that she's feeling a little intimidated. Yeah. Uh, and like when you admire someone so much, you're not sure if it's a crush or if you're just intimidated. That kind of feeling. I totally get that. 
So I think climbing up the wizard tower now, uh, I think the freshman dorms are like closer to street level. You're climbing up this tower to some of the higher levels of this building. And you get to this wing where like the, you know, third uh, and fourth year art students like make their residency. In my college, we had this thing where older students could apply for like campus housing. And that would be like actual houses that you could be like, this is a themed house. This is like the writer's house. So I think the wing that you're going to is a theme wing that like some art students have taken over. What's that? theme um i think it's the art wing okay it's so it's It's like an artist's oh gosh let's come up with a better name for it um it could be like a particular style of art you just left at something (laughs) i was just gonna say horse girl art but that's bad that's too much that's too much i i think that this is near classes for like pencil arts and and fine arts okay so this is a this is an a wing for people who participate in fine arts and it's got either uh, apartments or dormitories that also have access to studios where they can go and draw freely at all hours and often at at least once a day there's like a figure drawing area like they they have models show up periodically where people can just either show up and draw or whatever and um there's like plenty of nooks and crannies for artists to hide and just do work i really like that a lot um i like the idea that there is a marble statue that is just a like live model that oh, like takes different yeah. classical poses that sort of like lives in the middle of this like atrium area. I think there's uh, a whole bunch of them lining the outside of the atrium of all different shapes and sizes. Yeah, you can see like there are some students that are just practicing their basic penciling or, or painting skills out around these you can see some students will will turn their work around for the statues to see and the statues will give comments and whatnot it's pretty cute so you are approaching uh the door where iroh lives essentially uh my first question to you is how is the outside of the door decorated i imagine in this wing like they've got some leniency for students personalizing oh i think the outside of every student's door in this wing is just plastered in both their drawings and their friends drawings oh i love that sort of like how people used to draw on each other's whiteboards Mm -hmm. instead it's just the whole door that's very cool. And at the end of the year, it's not ideal, and the school doesn't like it very much, but some students just up and steal their door. Yep, yep. It's that sort of thing where we had a tradition at my college where there was supposed to be a magic board on one of the bridges over a river that if the freshman students managed to steal that board, like it would mean that they would be able to get girlfriends the the first year of school. It was very silly. Um, And the school doesn't love that tradition, but they also have just like 
spare boards, like a huge stack of spare boards that they keep because this is such a common practice. They've adapted. So I think there is like a spare closet somewhere near this wing that is just full of new doors. Yep. Because Iroh's a poet, probably there's poetry intermingled with these pictures. Most definitely. Does it look like a big zine? A little bit, but because of the the nature of the way people just layer things onto the door, it's a lot more chopped up. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when when someone has a piece of art, they just kind of magically take the back uh, and like make it like adhesive and just kind of press it onto the door and it just forms on kind of like how graffiti artists often paint over the same wall over and over. And you can kind of see remnants of old art, but... For the most part, it's the newest, freshest layer that you've got eyes on. Cool. I think you can hear something. You can hear a noise coming from the inside. What is that noise? <laughs> what kind of noise do you want it to be? I want to know what kind of noise you <laughs> want it what to be. What kind of noise does a college student make in their room? Let's well, see. I mean, there's music. There's sure. like okay. uh, yeah, a, a room party. Uh, there's people fucking. Uh <laughs> Which is kind of what I imagine you just thought of. Uh, That's the first thing I thought of. That doesn't have to be the thing, though. I think it's music. Okay. I think they're listening to some sweet lo-fi beats. Love that. Lo-fi beats to study, too. Love that for me. I think Ellery is kind of frozen. She wouldn't have guessed that Iroh would like the same lo-fi station she does, but, you know, uh, Wizard Tube yeah that's just what it is there, there's like a couple of lo-fi stations and she probably should have guessed that they'd have the some, same some one similar yeah or at least within you know the top five mm-hmm. but it was it's the station that she listens to so yeah i think uh it it has that like you know neat dreamy lo-fi effect uh like steven universe background music effect but there's maybe a beat to it a pulse to it i think that's matching your heartbeat right now Mm. so you can kind of hear that in your ears and feel that as you're just staring at this door i think ellery gets a little bit lost reading some of the random poetry on the door i think there's a statue behind you honey are you lost you could say that but technically no you know if you are trying to get on the other side of that door most people would knock does seem like the normal thing to do uh this is i think a statue of a beautiful heavy set woman who's got like long glorious curly hair and is draped in robes but like all of these statues like they're mostly nude too I know that uh, they like visitors. Are you sure? I've seen lots of visitors go through that door. How many? (laughs) I think the statue laughs. I think there's only one way to find out. Ellery just kind of harumphs Mm -hmm. and finally gives in. And before she can think about it too much, just reaches out behind her and knocks three times. Okay. So... You can hear some shuffling inside. Uh, The music doesn't stop, but it turns down a little bit. And the door opens. And you see Iroh. What's Iroh look like? I will uh, put one caveat on it. And no matter what, they have a mohawk, which is a long, glorious black hair. Kind of like a fucking mane. You horse girl. How dare you? (laughs) This is rude. It's... 
I think, uh, yeah, it is. It, it's it's floppy, but like you know, it is thick, strong hair. Of course, it is. Mm-hmm. We probably use the same shampoo. Yeah, it's that same horse shampoo. That horse shampoo. <laughs> Iro is a tall person. I think we'll stick with they them. Okay. Nondescript gender wise, they they are tall. They are not thin, but not thick. They're they're just kind. Of, they're they're a willowy uh, artist type who loses track of time and doesn't always feed themselves well. Mm-hmm. They have just like some chill clothes on for drawing. Um, I think like a t-shirt, either the school's logo or some kind of music. I probably music. Right? Yeah, let's say like like a music logo shirt. It's one of those bands that you have a record for but have never listened to. Absolutely. And I think it's got this like glorious space Pegasus on it with like this swirling galaxy pattern around it. Mm -hmm. Um, it, It's just you have that record. It rules, but you've never listened to it. So you don't know if it rules sonically so much as visually. Mm. That sounds about right. And I I think they're almost a full foot taller than Ellery. Okay, cool. Uh, I think they probably also have some piercings. um, Oh, yeah. Like a lip piercing, a couple ears. They look down at you and they furrow their brow. Hey. Hey. Um, oh boy, what, uh, Bog sent me. Some of your zines got ruined, and he was wondering if you had more, and I have money. (laughs) They reach down, they take the coin. Man, Bog is always dropping those boxes. I don't have any zines ready, but I do kind of still have all of the, you know, screen printing set up. You're probably at work, but would you want to maybe help me otherwise i don't know that i could get them done tonight oh i don't technically work there i was more like there and helping um so if i'm here to get stuff from you then i guess that's technically helping them help by helping you okay cool yeah sure so you don't work but you volunteer to work it's complicated it's part of an assignment. We don't need to go into too much detail, but cool. Yeah. Uh so let's begin the last role of this adventure. And that is you helping Iro make their zines. As always, you start out with a single die. The problem is Ellery's probably like really nervous. Mm-hmm. Magic has failed her once already tonight, but this is her favorite zine and zine maker she most definitely hasn't recognized the fact that she's got a crush yeah instantaneously but i think that is why she really 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 wants to do well helping mm-hmm. iro gosh she still doesn't even know their real name okay okay uh to to earn this artistry die the things that i need to know about ellery has ellery had a crush before i think smaller ones um, I think it's mostly been like unattainable so far. Like you know, when when you're a kid, maybe a celebrity or a 
like a musical group or something like just someone that stands out like a hot equestrian athlete why are you doing this to Ellery? I I mean, hey, those equestrian uniforms, they got like a sharp jacket. That's true. They got they some got those tight boots. pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I think like there's that, that was probably your sexual awakening was like <laughs> riding seeing, a horse. Not riding a horse, but like seeing, seeing them ride a horse. Yeah. Maybe like a dressage competition or whatever the wizarding world equivalent is. I think it happened when she attended one. Okay. She saw that butt bounce up and down. She's like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, this is a thing. (laughs) Yeah, so that's one. Was there any, like, in high school, like, any crushes that have they dated before? I don't think Ellery's ever dated. Okay, cool. So mostly unattainable crushes. Yes, for the most part, unattainable. I think there were a few people in high school that she, like, dug Mm-hmm. but never had the wherewithal to chase after and just assumed that most everyone was out of her league. Cool. I love it. That's going to get you your artistry die. Great. Are you going to use magic? Oh, boy. Oh, we're we're just doing like a normal screen printing process. This is a normal right? screen printing thing. Magic might even be part of this process. I was going to say, do, do you think Iroh uses magic? Oh, yeah. Third year student, for sure. Yeah. I think Ellery's going to try to do Going to try and hang? Yeah. Yeah. She's going to hang. You know, god dang, she wants to impress them so bad, she's going (laughs) to use one of her stability. Yeah. I do think this is a two, uh, a two difficulty thing. You can use more than one stability if you like. I won't have any stability left for the next night if I keep doing this. For sure, for sure. I mean, but you can, like, socialize and, like, there are other ways to get stability. There are other ways to get preparedness, too. It's up to you. All right, you're rolling. (laughs) Stop tempting me. You're trying to get me to fuck up. I know you. I would never. You would. That's two successes, I see. Three. Three. Boom. Uh, So we enter another montage and this montage is set to lo-fi beats hell yeah uh you know what i imagine it's kind of similar to that episode of steven universe where he's making like t-shirts with uh the mayor's kid uh that cool kid is it sour cream no 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 it's the one with the sunglasses and the red jacket yeah it's just that like kind of cool very uh reverent zine making process montage and the beats are smooth i think also the lighting in this room sort of matches the music uh so it's like this very artful look at the two of you sort of zening together um and i think you're having a blast absolutely so the work goes quickly but you know it's indulgent uh, you talk a little bit you you have to tell me do you let slip that you know their zines yeah ellery's awkward i think that Iroh makes a comment about one of their past scenes and Ellery just instantly latches on. She's like, oh, do you mean scene number three where this and this and this happen? Yeah, I think uh, I think maybe it's even a little bit slicker than that. You're like, oh, zine three. And you quote the poem 
word for word uh, that that she was alluding to. Yeah, but I, (laughs) I kind of think it's that uh, like you're you've got something that you're doing with your hands, or you're focusing on some magic. So as you're doing the magic, you're saying the poem. And, like, you don't realize until after you've finished the poem that uh, she noticed that you or they noticed that you noticed. Um, And, like, there's, like, kind of an awkward beat. And I think the colors of the room change like a purpley pink. Um, And they just uh, raise an eyebrow and smirk and, like, go, yeah, that one. And the, the process wraps up. You've got all these fresh zines made. Um, I think the magical process that you were doing in part of this is one of uh, the, like, I think maybe the cover for the zine is animated. Dope. I feel like there's this cool lizard on the front and it like winks at people as they walk past. So like you had to like help do that animation. Mm. Um, and I think you did a good job with it. Like you definitely learned something about it. Uh, so with that, uh, the zines like get packaged up and you've got enough time to run them down to Bog. Bog sees you, you know, go through the door. Um, I think your, your hands are stained with like different kinds of ink. Um, and I like the idea that, uh, simply because I love some of the zines that we've picked up at cake before the ink isn't like black ink. It is like multicolored ink. Mm-hmm. So you've got kind of these rainbow hands going on as you pass this fresh stack of zines to bog. Yep. Um, bog smiles and then hands you a little jar that has some moss in it. So now. We go to reward. Do both of us agree that Ellery achieved what they set out to do and learned something of particular significance or interest into the relation of their goal? Yes, they they achieved what they set out to, although I think most of the learning ended up being outside of the substance of potions. Okay. Um, so if we think that is the case, like, uh, I, I do think you, you did have two kind of heck up roles in, in that adventure, but the last one and the first one were pretty strong. You rolled over on both of those. Uh, so I guess I got to decide how nice I want to be through this adventure. I'll be nice. Um, I'm nice. Hmm. I'm going to say, uh, that because you were working with these inks and these magical inks, uh, there is some something like potions related that you learned in that. Uh, I bet Ellery asked about the ingredients of the inks mm-hmm. and maybe even the screens were made out of refined uh, troll moss. Ooh, cool. Take that. And know that you can do that in yeah. the future, in like uh, other nights, you'll be able to insert little details like that to, you know, stick in my crawl. Uh, so with that, I, I think this was a big success for you, which nets you two points of substance, uh, which brings us to block three crunch time. It's time for you to make a writing roll. Uh, so you can attempt a writing role. You can use as many points of your substance as you'd like. You're looking for four fives and sixes 
and any four fives and sixes you get will help you with your progress. Does that drain my substance? Once it's used up, it's used up. Hmm. It wouldn't really matter to strategize to build it all up and then blow one. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't that. Think there's any advantage. So to that. the advantage of that actually uh, could be you using beans because um, you you have oh, both uh, yeah. you you've got both like your magical beasts thing and I, I forget what your other class is. What was what ability did you get from that other class? I can ignore one magical mishap. Okay, so in, in the like, uh, so it's mostly beans. Uh, basically, if you heck up a writing roll or, or roll all of my dice again, exactly. Yeah. So, so maybe having a big pool of dice might be helpful. That's um, true. Yeah. So, could I just not roll tonight? You could decide that uh, the the adventuring went uh, super late, and you're just not going to write any tonight. I think Ellery is too excited about having met Iroh and like had a really good time and can't focus her mind on writing about stupid potions. Yeah. I think there's a moment where you go into the room and your roommate like gives you a wave there on their bed. They've got headphones in or you know what? No. Uh, they give you a wave, they're at their desk, and they are literally the lo-fi beats uh, <laughs> person. Like, they, they, they give you a bit of a wave, and you go over to your room, and our soundtrack, obviously, for you walking to the room, is those kind of romantically tinted lo-fi uh, chiptune beats. Um, you climb up on top of your bed, and uh, the low light in the room reflects off the holographic poster that Ellery has. And like we can see that reflected on your eyes and face as Ellery is just sort of swimming in their own heartbeat. Uh, I have a question. Mm -hmm. The zine that I helped Iroh print earlier, was it newer to me? Like I, I hadn't seen it I think before? you haven't read it yet. Yeah. Oh, she definitely stashed one away on the way back to the store and she's gonna read it until she falls asleep yeah yeah um i and i think that's where we leave her Hey heroes, welcome to the mid-roll. Let's get things started off with a radvertisement. This one comes to us from Quispy's Castle. Quispy's Castle is an actual play podcast in the D&D 5th edition rule set and takes place in an original world. The players and hosts collaborate on the world as it's built and even include input from their listeners. It's a story told from multiple points of view with several different fun and dynamic characters played by a multitude of players. You can listen to the new actual play podcast, Quispy's Castle, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at Dundershows, that's D-U-N-D-E-R, shows, for show updates and releases, as well as the occasional meme. And for those who are wondering, Quispy's Castle is spelled C-W-I-S-B-Y apostrophe S, Castle. Thanks so much to the team behind Quispy's Castle for supporting us this week. 
and I wish you good luck on all of your adventures. I want to give a huge thanks for everyone who came out to see me at Big Bad Con this year. It was so lovely to see you and and play with so many of you. Big Bad Con is one of my all-time favorite shows, and this year was a magical experience. Also, a huge thanks to Sean Nittner, Karen Twelves, and the rest of the organizational team over at Big Bad Con. And an extra special thanks to DC for organizing the Babylon Equity Project, which was a huge reason that this year was one of the best years that convention has ever seen. I'm looking forward to seeing what everyone does in the future. A quick reminder to everyone that in November, I am going to be in the UK. On November 7th, I'm going to be doing a signing for my books at the Traveling Man location in Newcastle. Then on November 8th, I'll be at the Traveling Man location in Manchester. And we're still working out if there'll be other time slots for that. Then, November 9th through 10th, I will be at the Thought Bubble Comic Convention. There, I'll also be signing stuff, but I'm going to be running a panel where we feature my new game, Captain My Captain, with a cast of comics and games luminaries. It is going to be a fun show, so be sure you have a ticket for that. I have a feeling the more people that come out to these events, the greater the chance there'll be for me returning to the UK in the near future, so I'd appreciate the support. Finally, I want to thank our backers on Patreon. Folks, because I'm going to be traveling so much, I'm going to have leaner announcement sections at the top and mid-roll of all of the shows that I've got coming up, simply because I'm just going to be on the road. So just a heads up for that. Finally, I want to give a huge thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. You make this network possible, including the show that you're listening to right now. I would not be able to support myself without my Patreon backers, so I appreciate all of you very, very much. If you'd like to lend your support, you can head to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. All right, so we are on night two of three you had a fairly successful first night uh yeah i mean we did have to take sort of a several weeks break in between night one and night two yeah that made it complicated that made it a little bit complicated but you know we're back you're you're still learning yep. um you're, you're still committed to learning uh, enough about these potions so Because we're back uh, to our second night, we have to go through your free actions. This is going to happen before your nightly adventure, Um, but you have the choice. You can either sleep to gain one point of stability, you can study to gain one point of substance, or you can choose to socialize, wherein you will roll a die. If you do that, you uh, on a five or six or on a five or a six will gain two points of stability on three or four, you gain one point of stability. On one or two, you could lose a point of stability. Oof. So, what is it going to be? Um, I want to socialize. You're going to socialize. Yes. Okay. I, I had a great night last night. I met my crush. They didn't hate me. You met your mystery crush. My mystery crush. And you made zines together. Gross. That's very cute. So... You're going to socialize. Let's have you roll that socialize roll first uh, so we can determine, you know, how it goes before we paint the picture of what you socializing is actually like. How many 
What do I, I roll You're one? just rolling one D6. Oh, wow. You're That's looking, a lot of pressure. Anything from uh, three to six is going to be good for you. I'm going to roll this one. I'm trusting you, little dice. Give me some socialization. No! no! All right. So <laughs> you, you got a bad roll on the socialize. And I, I have a question. Do you have a bad time? Or do you socialize too much? Overindulging. Okay. So my question is, what does Emery do to socialize? She probably stays out a little bit too late Mm because I think she was hoping that Iroh would pop out of their hidey hole and maybe they could hang out again. Oh, well, you know, this is the night after the last one that you spent making zines. Mm -hmm. Uh, Perhaps you just stayed up way too late hanging out with iroh sure um so yeah i think y'all printed the zines together you you know ran back to drop those off maybe you went back maybe iroh invited you back to like just hang out hang out what did you do to give you some creative guidance i'll say I think anything physical happening between you and Iroh, that's like an act two, act three situation. You know, this is probably like talking in some way, hanging out, experiencing something beautiful together. I was just going to say listening to music, but yeah, uh, I think they get on the roof. I think that Iroh's window has somehow access to a roof directly above their room at a at a point where it's not too dramatically tilted because being a tall building like that Mm -hmm. there are a lot of sharp roofs oh yeah like it's i think we described it as like several weirdly jutting towers so Mm -hmm. that means like most of the roof patches like you wouldn't be able to hang out on but i do like the idea that like iroh has uh a hatch to the roof what does it look like up there i think we decided this wing was like didn't we say it was like shipping containers attached to the side of the building that's right we did it's the top of a shipping container that they'd never quite finished they didn't cover it with a rough roof they just kind of attached it and left it and i guess when it rains it can sometimes leak or just pool water but right now it is dry and they're hanging out on it and another thing that we decided about this wing is that it is like the artist's wing Mm -hmm. um, where most of the senior art majors go uh, and and live so i think it's covered in graffiti of generations of different students sort of like building on top of each other. It kind of flowers out from the container too. It, it goes up onto the sides of the school that anyone could reach from that shipping container. I like the idea that the school uh, is maintained by gargoyles uh, and there's like a staff of dedicated like i don't think gargoyles have like personalities i think they're moving rock creatures that sort of like instinctually clean the building they don't really recognize this extension but they clean all of the graffiti around it so you know there are just a bunch of open mouth weird gargoyles just like scrubbing the walls of stone that are next to this place because night after night different students like you know paint it murals Mm -hmm. they take pictures of it and then it's gone by morning yeah 
yeah, I think they open up Iroh's window so that music floats out and they get on top of the container and just point out constellations to each other for a couple of hours. That's cool. You pick all of the horse and hippogriff related. Uh... Uh, absolutely. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, like i i think y'all just talk about everything like different zine subjects i think you play it a little coy sure there are a lot of horse and hippogriff facts that come up mm -hmm. uh but and, and unicorn i guess was like unicorns and pegasi or were, were things that you talked about like you bring it up but like you don't zero in on it like you, you hold back as much as you can and you lose track of time together and you notice how long it's been only when the sun starts to come up and you realize, oh no, I have a full day of classes tomorrow. And not only that, I have to then go out and make more independent study progress for this stupid paper tonight. It's going to suck. Uh, how do you part ways with Iroh? I think when... Ellery sees the sun start to rise, dawning panic rises in her eyes. And the next time Iroh looks over, they're like, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and Ellery's, Ellery just sits up and says, oh, I should have gone to bed like a long time ago. <laughs> Iroh like looks at the sun and laughs Uh and tries to assure Ellery that, uh, you know, pulled all-nighters before, it's fine, you'll be fine. I, I think Ellery is clearly rattled and stressed, and Iroh's click understands that this person is not calming down. So I think before you leave, as the sun is rising, Iroh reaches over to you, and, like, you think first, uh, Ellery, like, thinks for a second, oh my god this person is going to touch me i don't even know how to deal with this and their fingers start glowing with like kind of a aurora borealis colorful glow and they don't touch ellery but like pass their hands very very near ellery's um and the ink that stained your hands uh, during the process of making these zines slowly disappears in an effervescent display of light. And you're like a little bit cleaned and freshed. And Iroh, you know, walks you back into their room and over to the door. And you can hear a faint noise outside the door um, that grows louder after uh, Iroh opens it up. It's Ellery, 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 Ellery. And you can see the very annoyed looking statue outside. Your cat has been looking for you. Oh. Most of the night. Mm. Ellery, you're late. You're yes, late I... for class. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I've got your books. <laughs> Oh, and you do! Look at you! Trying to drag around this big, like, messenger bag full of books. My sweet little champion. <laughs> so, you've got a day. And I think through the day, the lack of sleep wears on you. It's tough to get through things, especially thinking that, oh my god, tonight I have to learn more about this stupid potion 
and all of the books that I need to learn about this potion are checked out and will be checked out up until the point the paper is going to be due. So, you know, you're that sort of bone tired where the world feels heavy and like your eyes feel a little bit puffy. And I think you've been nodding off at different tasks, but you manage to sort of make it your way through the day. And now you're faced with figuring out what your next nightly adventure is going to be. Now, uh, you have the option of rolling on a chart for this, or uh, you could come up with your own thing. Uh, Coming up with your own thing, you might be able to tilt this challenge more towards one of your strengths, so you'll be able to take advantage of uh, different things as you roll in the evening, or, you know, you don't have to work very hard and we'll we'll just uh, read something from a list. I don't have any any ideas. All right. Uh, You can roll a die. Any die. Any die. It is said that the ghost of a founding headmaster will emerge tonight, and whomever finds it first will ace all of their exams. Ooh. I think rather than going on a nightly adventure, what you had resolved to do was just sit down and write this paper, and it wasn't happening. And so you get desperate and want to go find a ghost instead. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So let's join you. You are in your room staring at a blank sheet of paper. Maybe you've written in like the, the heading that you need to write on the paper in order to do it. But that's the only progress you've made. The one kind of potion book that you have is there. And the lichen that, that you got from the troll is, is sitting in front of you. And you're just struggling to stay awake. Uh, my question is, where's Ellery heard this rumor about the headmaster ghost emerging? I think it's the roommate. Mm-hmm. Working hard, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Ellery is shuffling through a bunch of note cards that she's written facts and interesting things on, and she's tried to sort them into a logical uh, order so many times that she feels more lost than when she started. Mm-hmm. You and I must be the only people actually studying tonight. What do you mean? It, finals are like right around the corner. Well, yeah, but like tonight's the ghost night. Ghost night? Oh, that's right. I, I've i been rushing and, you know, you, you get to hear things. But apparently one of the headmasters ghosts, one of the old headmasters, we got to come up with a wizard name. Cornelius? Yep. Thunderbird. <laughs> yep. One of the old headmasters, Cornelius Thunderbird, he was like one of the first and most eccentric headmasters uh, who actually decided that the school should be, you know, settled in a major city rather than like out and away from non-magical humans. Uh, He like emerges and he will give someone passing grades, whomever finds him first. Has anyone ever found it before? Oh, yeah. Every year, one person gets it. What? Obviously, like, there are a lot of desperate kids out there searching around, um, trying to find a ghost, which could luck. 
Uh, but is, is he ever in the same place? Like, where has he appeared before? Never in the same place. Always <sighs> appears somewhere on the grounds of the school. And people just look. It disrupts everything. The professors hate it. But still a headmaster, even if they're dead. So they have to respect the word of a founding headmaster. And, uh, you know, whomever finds him gets the grades. Holy shit. That's a hack. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a hack, but like most people spend their whole night not finding anything because how do you find a ghost in the first place? Uh, I don't know. Ellery, the yawning voice of beans calls up from your lap. You're not considering this, are you? Well, I'm not making any progress here. That's true. You would have made a lot more progress if you didn't spend all night in someone else's room. What? Whoa! What? Yeah, I was outside. Incorrect. Mallory <laughs> <laughs> just kind of a hand clamps over a tiny cat mouth. Ellery, <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I don't know what Beans was talking about. Oh my God! So good for you. Who was it? Mm, we don't need to. Oh my God! This wasn't a one night stand, was it? No, I. You know, no. Nothing happened. So no, no. Okay, okay. If nothing happened, no. what did you do spending all night in someone else's room? Just, I didn't. You stayed up all night talking <laughs> to someone and you're saying that's nothing? How would you know what I did? Oh my God, Ellery. <laughs> uh, your roommate walks over to their bookshelf and like takes a bunch of novels out and throws them down on your bed all of these books, the main character spends a whole night talking to someone. They're romance books, by the way, Ellery. Feeling really called out right now? No, that's because I'm calling you out right wow. now. Wow. Um, I get, yeah, all right. What? I was yelling outside the room the whole time. No one heard me. I did not let go of your mouth so that you could continue to out me, you animal. Uh, I think Beans starts, like, uh, grooming themselves because they were just manhandled. <laughs> Ellery, you need to buckle down and study. That's the only way you're going to get through this. You know how important that potions grade is going to be. Well, I don't know what I'm going to get done tonight in this room. Because if I stay at this desk, I'm going to fall asleep. Hmm. Well, I guess I fall asleep at that desk pretty often. Constantly on my hands. Then what are you going to do? Are you just going to go to sleep? Or are you... Oh my god, you're going to hunt the ghost. I'm going to hunt that ghost. Okay, good luck. You're not coming with me? I have to study. You're no fun. Well, I'm also, I'm not taking any classes that I'm bad at. I put off my distributions for next semester. So next semester, well, it only happens once a year, but, uh, you know, I'll be in trouble. <laughs> Maybe you can help me. I'll help you if you help me. Okay. Okay. Well, since you asked for my help, uh, I think she goes over to your bed, picks up the romance books, and opens one to a random page. Stink lizards. I'm sorry? 
she taps an illustration there is a picture of like two people dressed in like kind of flowy bodicey clothing kind of locked in an embrace uh but they also have like a scrunched up look on their noses uh and there's this bug-eyed blobby looking lizard on the page stink lizards okay they're a lizard yep. that produces a pungent odor, mm-hmm. but it's because they eat ectoplasm. Oh. And I happen to know that there is a stink lizard in the magical science study room. It's in a cage and probably locked, but... If you manage to get your hands on that stink lizard, it'll probably be able to sniff out a ghost. Cool. All right. Well, I got to go. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Thank well, you. I'm coming with you. Us cats are guardians between this world and the underworld. All right. As long as you're done calling me out, that would be preferable. Well, we'll see about that. Wow. <laughs> uh, Beans... I think crawls into your messenger bag and sticks their little head out of it. Let's go. Uh, you can walk better than I can. Why am I carrying you? Because this is my bag. Hmm. This is my place. Ellery just groans, heaves the bag up higher on her shoulder and just starts walking. I think beans tucks their little head into the bag and pokes their little eyes out and their eyes get super big. They're just enjoying being in that bag. So we're on another nightly adventure. And this time you are trying to locate the ghost of a headmaster whose name is Cornelius Thunderbird. You have the lead of stink lizards. You know you need to get to that stink lizard. But there are also people all over the school searching for Cornelius. So this might be a difficult task. What do you want to do? Hmm. I think Ellery just makes a beeline for the science classroom Mm -hmm. to see if there's anyone in there on what she would need to do to break that lizard out. So I think you head to the like science wing of the school where they're studying various magical creatures and you can see a small collection of desperate looking students surrounding a doorway with somebody who has a clipboard in their hand uh, and is like actually clutching it like very close to their chest going, no, you can't just see the stink lizard or like. Take the stink lizard out. Ah, come on, Gary. Let us take out the stink lizard. We we gotta hunt down a ghost. Look, I took a solemn oath when I signed up to be a TA that I wouldn't let anyone see the animals unless they had a legitimate study reason for doing so. Some of the crowd like sort of sighs and walks away. The other ones uh, lean back up against the wall and they kind of glare at Gary. Who wouldn't? (laughs) Gary. What a suck up. First name Gary, last name Indiana. Oh. Yeah. Gary, why? (laughs) All right, we're going to try cheating our way through first. I think that Ellery takes a second to collect herself, to stand up straight, straightens her hair, puts on an air of 
confidence. Mm, which is difficult for El- Ellery. That's not Ellery's strong suit. It is not. But Ellery has seen confident people and she was in drama club once. Mm-hmm. So she is prepared to pretend to be confident. I love it. Um, I think Ellery is going to walk up and say, hello, my name is Ellery. I'm from Potions Class 3, and I have been asked to retrieve a scale sample from the stink lizard. Uh, okay. I think Gary sort of squints. Uh, really? Well, let me just check the class roster. And he scans what feels like interminably slowly as he's looking down the list of names of students. Well, I don't see anyone from potions class authorized to see this stink lizard. So I'm afraid I, well, if you'll direct your attention here, a a paw sticks out of the bag and drags his finger down. Oh, you're in a magical creatures class. Yes. Yeah, his finger got dragged down uh, by beans to your name. Ellery Asmodeus. Correct. Here to see the stink lizard, eh? Yes. I think you two have a stare down. This is calling for an adventure roll to see if your confidence holds up. The difficulty on this is going to be two. This is normal difficulty. You start with one die. You can describe your action if it is particularly creative and makes use of the college's prior narration in interesting ways. You can earn another die. Uh, No, no, you'll be able to re-roll this if you don't do well. uh, Correct. You can spend stability to give yourself another die. And if you decide to use magic in some way, you can get a die. I think... Ellery being in that magical creatures class, even though the stink lizard isn't a horse or a griffin, she she took a high interest in studying the evolution and understanding the stages of the animals, the stages of development and like everything's, you know, started at the bottom and worked their way up. So at one point, these these magical, wonderful animals were also kind of lizardy and you know, making their way through the world. So I think she has a lot of knowledge surrounding what traits that animal would have. And I think that she spouts some believable, but perhaps not entirely true facts about the lizards to try to support her argument for why she needs to get in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it. That incorporates your sort of backstory, your cleverness, and, you know, your your general like of animals. Take another die. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to use any magic? No. Are you sure? You've got two dice right now. Dice have a 50-50 chance at succeeding. If you do magic uh, and it goes badly, things can get out of control. A magical mishap can occur. How many nights do there? There are three. So this is the second of three. All right. I don't know what kind of magic... What kind of magic I would use, though. Okay, so you're trying to create a legitimate reason to get into that classroom. Could it be a distraction of some kind? He should be distracted by how professional I am. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's going to fly. I've got the focus of a young Keanu Reeves. All right, live your life. What was this? Gary? Gary, Indiana. Gary, okay. All right, look. 
I'll give you this vape if you let me in. So you're magicking up a vape? Yes. Okay. It's a magic vape. Magic vape? It's an enchanted vape. (laughs) (laughs) All right, roll your roll. Am I rolling for the magic? No, you. So this is the roll is incorporating a spell. Oh. You don't have to roll for an individual spell. Gotcha. Boom! That's three successes, baby. Woo-hoo. A vape. <laughs> An enchanted vape. You can make any shape out of the thick cotton you blow from this vape. I'm gonna make clouds. Okay. <laughs> Live your best life, so Gary. Gary, Indiana. Starts vaping up, puffing out that thick, thick cumulonimbus, uh, having the time of his life, uh, walks to the side, allowing you to enter the science hall where the stink lizard and many other magical creatures are kept. Does this make me a villain? His lung is going to collapse someday. I mean, look, Gary Indiana is destined to collapse. <laughs> we we know it. We've seen it. Oh, All right. You enter the science hall. This is a pretty neat place Uh, in the tradition of wizard stuff. Like, you know, all all of the art and displays and whatnot are kind of living and moving in in their own interesting ways. So I think there are a lot. There's like a dragon skeleton here that like greets everyone as they come in. There are lots of cool diagrams and whatnot. uh, And you navigate your way pretty easily because you do take a magical creatures class to the area where they have you know live creatures that that are being penned or or held in cages uh for a different study cool yeah i think ellery knows right where the stink lizard is because Mm -hmm. it's probably being stinky sectioned off in a different reptile room yeah and she heads that way immediately after high-fiving the cool greeting dinosaur Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, so you go into this like separate reptile wing and the smell hits you before you even open the door. What does stink lizards smell like? Being called stink, it's probably not the most pleasant. What do you think ectoplasm smells like? Um, Ectoplasm, I feel like an intense kind of mothball smell. I feel like, you know, kind of like an old person times 10, you know, just the the musty smell of the house and old. Yeah. Okay. I think the stink lizard smells like that flower, that really big stinky flower that only the corpse flower. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe a reduced version of the corpse. Yeah. The corpse flower is intense. They... God, they only let people stay like so long to look at it because the smell is so bad. Yeah, so I, I you you definitely get hit by that like corpsey odor. I I bet that there are masks right next to the door. Mm-hmm. I think Ellery puts on three. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Ellery shoves a little mask down in the bag and over. Beans's ears. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you're confronted face to face with the stink lizard. The stink lizard has these two bulging, blobby eyes that look in completely opposite directions. I, I think it looks something like a combination between a chameleon and a pug. 
Oh, no. It's like the size of a pug, but it's got like that kind of puggy, bulldoggy, like pushed in face. It's like dripping things. But I think it also has the enthusiasm of a pug. So it wags a little tail when it sees you come in. Oh, no. I think Ellery secretly likes the stink lizard. Who doesn't love this stink lizard? They smell so bad, but they're so cute. Mm hmm. Do they do they have little suction cup feet? Yeah, it's got little suction suction feet. Oh no, it is cute. All right, <laughs> what color is it? Um, I think it's got that like chameleon thing, but it's like uh kind of like an effervescent sparkly thing. Looks a little bit like a Lisa Frank monster that shifts colors. Gross. I love it. Everybody loves this dumb thing. Everybody loves the snake lizard. How big is it? I will say the size of a pug. Okay. I think Ellery's met this lizard before. Mm -hmm. I think Ellery's fed this lizard treats. Yeah, which is why it started wagging its little lizard tail Mm -hmm. and like goes over and looks at you and it's two like independently moving like eyeballs like kind of move to focus on you and they give you like an Oliver level stare. Oh, for anybody who doesn't know what an Oliver level stare is like. Is these goopy little dog eyes. God, there it is. Oliver, how dare you? It's just, they're filled with so much love and... Hope. Hope. Ugh. Anyway, Ellery's just a big old dummy for that. She she goes straight for the cabinet she knows has a couple of treats. And she puts one in her pocket and one in her hand and gives one... uh, Pops a little port open and tosses it in. Yeah, it tries to catch it and misses. It bounces off its little stink lizard nose and it goes down and it slobs down onto the, the tile beneath it, picking up that pellet. Who's a good stink lizard? <laughs> oh, yeah, my good little stink lizard. Mm-hmm. So I think this stink lizard, which whose name? What was the stink lizard's name? Vincent. Vincent. So Vincent is pretty jazzed to see you. Vincent trusts you. Vincent is is in for it. Ellery just she she closes the door to the room she's in, and but uh, once she does, she opens the enclosure that Vincent is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vincent like waddles out, and I think goes next to you and does the thing that stink lizards do when uh, they want to show a creature that they trust it and care about it, which is just sort of body checks you sideways a little bit and like leans into you. Gross. I love mm-hmm. him. Did you say that they're slimy? Um, or are they? It's dry, but okay. it is smelly. Mm. So... Uh, Ellery pulls on some gloves mm-hmm. that they provide in the room. Yeah. And and gives Vincent a little pap on the side. <laughs> You've done this just for me, haven't mm-hmm. you? <laughs> <laughs> so how is Ellery planning on using this stink lizard to locate the ghost of the former headmaster? Is ectoplasm the only thing that stink lizards eat, or is it just their preferred... Or just a thing that they really like, like pigs and truffles. Uh, We'll call it pigs truffle situation. Okay. I think for scientific purposes and perhaps for ghost hunting, because it's an old 
building, mm-hmm. there's got to be troublesome ghosts that show up now. Sure, and then. yeah. Like past students who just want to cause trouble. They keep ectoplasm in the science wing. I like it. Uh, it is under lock and key, though. How dare you? Mm-hmm. That's exceptionally rude. Well, you're playing a game. Uh, I think Ellery leashes Vincent. W- was there anyone else in the science wing, or is it empty? I think it's empty. Uh, between Great. some students studying for finals and other students hunting ghosts, uh, and the diligent, watchful eye of Gary and Deanna. Uh, Puffin, they, the kids can't even find the door to the science wing anymore. <laughs> it's just cotton. It's vaped totally out. <laughs> okay, I think Ellery walks Vincent out into the hall and heads towards uh, where she knows the ectoplasm to be. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's not far, but like it is in a materials room, and there is a big old school padlock on this cage that has like shelves and shelves of different you know materials and whatnot because hey guess what you have to pass through the potions lab to get to these materials this is your hated class the one that you have to study for the stupid paper for and as you walk by the chalkboard you can see where the teacher has written the the professor has written the due date of this paper and like that's the thing that we zero in on when you walk through this room. Vincent does not like this room. I know, bud. We're going to get out of here soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ellery has the extra treat in her hand, breaks it in half, and gives half to Vincent. You're very good. He slurps it down. Yeah. And like looks around the room nervously as you're in front of the cage. How are you planning on getting through this? You're going to have to make a roll here. One, The first die is free. So uh, what I'm wondering is I just need Vincent to know that ectoplasm is around right now. How good is Vincent's sense of smell? I think pretty good. Like Vincent can be used to hunt things for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. i think ellery uh picks up vincent kind of tries to spy through the cage where the ectoplasm is stored and shoves vincent's face up to the cage so that he might be able to see well one side of his face oh yeah so so that maybe he can just see it and be like oh yeah vincent snoofer uh sort of like sniffs at the air but And then slowly, like their eyes are sort of wandering around, and then slowly Vincent's eyes focus in on the shelf Mm -hmm. that the ectoplasm is held in. Exactly. And now he knows it's there. Mm -hmm. Vincent, do you want ectoplasm? Yeah, who doesn't want ectoplasm? Oh, good boy. But we can't, this one locked, but there's more. Yeah, we got to find it. Do you want to go find ectoplasm? Okay, so you're going to try and circumvent this challenge and have Vincent hunt out the ectoplasm of the ghost right away. Uh-huh. This is three. Wow. Yeah. That's rude. This is very difficult. <sighs> now, if you were to somehow bypass that cage and get at the ectoplasm to get Vincent to give it a big old snoofer full first, 
might not be as hard. I guess Vincent is probably too honed in on what's in the cage. Yeah, like you, you're like, okay, Vincent, go get it. And you like put Vincent down like away from the cage. Vincent like waddles forward a little bit and then quickly waddles and like slams his little body up against the cage. God damn it, Vincent. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. This is... All right, sure. I think uh, in basic magic at one point or another, Ellery... Did we decide if Ellery has siblings? Uh, No, I don't think so. I think Ellery has an older sibling, one that's out of school already. Um, One that's out of school and fucking raises Pegasi. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's where I go every summer. Mm Mm-hmm. And having an older sibling, Ellery knows that sometimes older kids just throw a stink and lock their doors from their parents. Mm -hmm. I think her parents knew a little trick to unlock doors at home. Ooh. And she, being the quiet uh, younger child who observed everything, especially anything related to the older sibling learned that magic i like it yeah um plus ellery is familiar with this classroom yep you got two dice there oh no three actually because one's for the spell all right and opening this lock is going to be a two difficulty don't fail me now that's two successes Thank so, goodness. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to this magical trick that your parents knew and you in turn learned, uh, you spend some time at it, but you open the lock on this materials cage. Um, and Vincent excitedly waddles in after you uh, to and, and and like looks up at these jars full of a dark viscous like shadowy fluid ellery reaches up to the ectoplasm Mm -hmm. and pulls the jar down and just kind of looks at it swirling around for a second pops the top sniffs it and says "Ew." yeah it smells real bad yeah yeah (laughs) you still got your mask on hush (laughs) ellery kind of dangles it above Vincent and says, open wide, and kind of makes to pour it a little bit, and a big gloop starts to Oh, I think downward. it has the exact same consistency of peanut butter. Oh, peanut butter. Mm-hmm. I was thinking more like a sticky jelly, like slime. I just think it, I, I thought of peanut butter because Vincent is the gross globby dog monster. Oh, no. <laughs> I was thinking like, like slimer from ghostbusters okay let's let's compromise uh we'll say it is like slimer like substance from ghostbusters but it's got kind of a gelatinous sticky quality to it so if like you were to put it on a stick or something it would like cling to that stick gross so she's got to shake it to Mm -hmm. get this slime to fall out um, and a glo- a big gloob glorp. falls out and it's like wiggling in the air and we can see Vincent perfectly catches it with like a little oh. Good boy, Vincent. Do you want more? She dumps out the whole thing. Oh my god, Vincent <laughs> just goes hog wild. 
Yeah, Vincent's very happy. (laughs) Vincent is thrilled. Takes a minute, like, licking up the entire floor. Um, Then they start snorfling. Vincent, there's got to be more somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Good boy. Where's the ectoplasm? Where is it? And Vincent takes off. Ellery, while she's getting him riled up, puts a foot on the uh, leash that she set down momentarily and then scoops it up as quick as she can. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with the conclusion to Hexed. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other amazing shows on the One Shot Network. Like Character Creation Cast. Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and Ryan Boatier create characters in multiple role-playing games with prominent guests from around the game's community. Each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in-depth in a different game with new guests each series. They always take the time to reflect on the game, its design, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in on a great Session Zero every week. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and I want to urge everyone out there listening to contact their representatives. One of the ways political offices gauge interest in certain issues is by calls that they receive with their staffers. Those staffers have a direct line to the politicians that represent you, and you want them talking about the issues that you care about. Calling takes just a few minutes, and it can make a huge difference. Now, when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls. There, you can find a list of issue summaries affecting the country, along with contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to get your message across. Calling is quick and important. Also, with the 2020 election looming, you should consider volunteering for a candidate that you support. Donations and volunteering really shift the tides of elections. And I think we all understand just how important elections are. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes.